everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Girlish. My name is Gage and I'm here with my co-host, Olivia. Hi, everyone. We're back. <laughs> We're back. I hope everybody is having a wonderful, spooky season. We're halfway through, which makes me really upset, but it is my favorite time of the year right now. I know. I was super excited for like October in Washington because I was like, the weather's going to feel so like crisp and like cool and cold and it's going to feel like Halloween, but it's been so hot and there's been like wildfires. So it's like so smoky. So I feel like I haven't enjoyed October and it's kind of been flying by and it's kind of the worst because I was like, I was so excited, but maybe, maybe it'll happen before the month ends. That's really sad. Fall in Washington is like my favorite time. Mm-hmm. And like early summer. Just so. like watching like the leaves change. Like it I've been seeing it a little bit, but like the weather's still kind of like not super crisp. So hopefully that changes. But yeah, I'm I'm excited because we're gonna go see the new Halloween tonight. Oh my god. I oh. need to see it. <laughs> They're kind of like the worst movies, but also like the best because it's just like we have to know how it ends. I know, right? It's the final one. Is Miss Laurie going to win or is she going to lose? <laughs> Everybody wants to know. I love how he just keeps coming back. I will say this year has been really good for like horror films. I've seen a lot of really good horror movies this year, which makes me happy because it's my favorite genre, but they just have not been hitting lately. Like they, They've all sucked, but this year it's popping off. I love scary movies. Like, I agree that it's like my all time favorite. And there's been really good ones. I'm still behind on Pearl, but X was such like a great movie. And that came out this year. I know. Yeah. But that'll be cool. Have you seen Smile? No. Did you? You guys need to see Smile. Okay. I I didn't want to watch it because it kind of looked bad. See, there's a few that I'm behind on. I want to watch Carol, not Carol. What's her name? I just said Pearl. Yeah. I want to watch Pearl. Pearl. I want to watch Barbarian, and I want to see good. Smile. Smile. Uh, it. I don't. I had mixed feelings going into it because it does look kind of cheesy, but honestly, it's so good. Are the jump scares like, good? Yeah. Okay. They are. <laughs> I've seen the commercial good. where the bitch's head like turns upside down or something. Yeah, like, that's the only time I was like, oh, whatever, because I saw it in the previews 37 times. Yeah. But the movie in itself, really, 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 really good. Okay. So That's good to know. You yeah. also recommended that one, what is it called? Where it's like, I think it's a foreign film. Speak whole, No Evil. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, they speak English, but it's, I think, I, I forget what country they're in. It's just really, it's not like horror, but it's just fucked. Like okay. the concept. I'm I'm excited because so, so the way Midsommar and like the uh, what is it called Hereditary the way they sit with you after I'm I'm feeling like this is what it's gonna it's be that like. type of vibe okay sure. where it's kind of like I'm not scared but I'm just very like uncomfortable I'm uncomfortable disturbed upset and it's gonna stay with me for like yeah. the next like for the rest of my life I'll always be thinking about this movie. In those credits, I was just staring at the screen like, okay. <laughs> That's that, I guess. That's so, cool. Those you're are from, good movies, though. You're from Washington. Did you know that they filmed Halloween Town in Portland? 
and there's like the the city with <gasps> no. Halloween Town. You can go visit it, Halloween and they have like the whole like they have the whole like pumpkin in the middle of this town, and no like clue. it's like a whole like thing. So I think I might do be doing that in the next few weeks to like really celebrate Halloween. Oh, you're gonna go? Time. Yeah, it's like two hours away or something. Go see your girl Marnie. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I want to. So we just watched the first one after like years. Like I, I don't even remember watching the first one because I was so young. So I probably saw it in like passing, like here and there. But it was so good. Like rewatching it, I was like, this is a great like kids like iconic movie. So I we're still gonna I'm still waiting to watch the second one, but like I love a good cheesy scary movie too. Like those are always the best. Yeah. I wanna do something fun. I so Russell has like this pumpkin carving contest at work. So he brought a pumpkin home. And I guess I'm gonna be the one that's carving pumpkin. <laughs> but I told him whatever prize that he wins, if I do win, if his pumpkin wins, it's mine because I'm the one that carved it. So Marianne. That's probably what I'll be doing this weekend. You should do like a cool scene. Like Emily, before she did um, uh, Edward Scissorhands, like his like silhouette. And it was really cool where you can probably find something like really unique. Does it have to be a jack-o'-lantern? Like, I don't like think a- so. I I want to do, so I found one that's like Pikachu. Ooh, but cute. they what they did is they took, I'm assuming, a part of another pumpkin and they carved out ears and then like stuck them into the pumpkin. So it's like the Pikachu face, but there's actual ears coming out of it in the shape oh, of that's cute. a pumpkin. So I think I want to do that. I feel like that that's not going to lose. Like what's going to be that? Pumpkin. You might be able to find it on carving. if you just did yeah. a generic Google search. Oh, okay. Like yeah. The one I with see ears it. sticking up. Yeah. Isn't it cute? That is really cute. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You have to do it now. I'm going to. Is it going to look like that? <laughs> I can't really make promises, but I'm going to try my best. I love that. <clears throat> I'm so bad at carving pumpkins. I I love it and I hate it. Like the idea of sticking my hand in the goo and like getting all into that mm, kind of is the bad. worst. But also I, I kind of love it. It's weird. But yeah, that's fun. I, we still haven't done that yet. Like in Florida, whenever you would carve a pumpkin – you would have to do it like the day before Halloween because like if you leave it outside, it'll like melt in like <laughs> 0.2 seconds and like it'll just rot so quick because it was so hot in Florida. That's what but I was going to say. It's like, like perfect doesn't weather. It go bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you yeah. should definitely carve some pumpkins in Washington because it's colder. So should be able to withstand. I've seen people like have pumpkins into like halfway through November. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. Spooky season is so fun. It is. And I've so been we got to get on it. I've already been eating all the sweets already into it. Man, I need to do that. Not for trick-or-treaters. I need to go to the store just <laughs> to get a stash of candy for myself. Because sometimes you want a little snack at night, you know? I feel that. And it snacky. sucks though. Like I gave up sugar for like a little bit. Because I was eating it way too much. I was almost eating it with every meal. Like, or I would use like a, I would have like some sweets like with my coffee in the morning and that would be like my breakfast. And I was like, this is not right. Like I need to eat like meals and not just like munch. So I gave up sweets, but I'm already back on the wagon. You can't, you can't, you can't like not eat any candy during um, Halloween season. I think that's a crime. Period. So. If you have that type of mental resolve and discipline, then 
I don't know what to say because I can't. I can't yeah, do it. It is it is very difficult. But yeah, so I'm excited for the next few weeks. But so we weren't recording like the past two weeks. We didn't upload an episode. And I feel like we have some good excuses for that. I want to like defend ourselves a little bit. I know we've been kind of on and off the past like, you know, month, month and a half. And it's just like, there's just a lot going on sometimes. And it's like hard to like really navigate our lives and then having to film this sometimes. So, you know, sometimes things get ahead of us, our health gets ahead of us and just a lot of stuff kind of happens. But I know that you were recently sick. (laughs) That's why we didn't record last week because my throat. Okay. I feel like every episode I talk about how I shouldn't be drinking alcohol (laughs) and I just do it anyways. So last Friday I went out with my friend Alice, who most of you probably know. So we went out. I got home probably around four in the morning. Next day, I woke up at seven to get ready to go to a tailgate at UCLA. And we literally started drinking again at 9 a.m. until like 4 p.m. And then the next day, we went to Hot Pot with our friends and we went back to their place and they made us cocktails and we had like a little drink happy hour at their place. So literally three days of drinking, um, running off of maybe seven hours of sleep total. And typically when I drink a lot, I throw up. I didn't throw up this time. However, my body decided to punish me by making me ill. Like I could not speak. My throat hurt so bad on Monday that I couldn't speak. So I had to call out of work Monday and Tuesday because my job, I basically have to be on the phone 24-7. And I can't do that if I can barely speak because my throat hurts so bad. So I truly think that, well, first I thought somebody got me sick when I went out on Friday, but Alice was standing directly next to me the entire night. We were sharing drinks. We There's no way that only I would have got sick. So I am a firm believer that alcohol did this to me. You need to give it up. And you what said. did I do last night? <laughs> no. What did you do? We had game night and I drank some alcohol. Oh my God. I hate it. What games are going on? Um, last night we played, have you ever heard of Blank Slate? Um, maybe. Uh, it's, so it basically up. you pick a card and the card is either, it's like a word. So it's like blank um, father. And then everybody has like a little whiteboard and you have to write a word that goes before father, like godfather or something like that. And the goal is to match with somebody else. And if you match with one person, you get three points. If you match with multiple people, you get one point. So it's like you try and anticipate what somebody's saying and write the same thing as them so you get more points. So we played that. Um, we also played Monikers. And I think that's all we played. We just played. Yeah, that's all we played. But I it like lasted the entire night because that's we fun. just played it so many times. I love that. I I love like board games or games like that. That sounds like fun. Have you seen the one on TikTok where people are playing where it's like you have to like you have to like there's like random like riddles or they have asked questions and the answer to each question leads you to the overall theme. 
So like one of them was like the overall theme was Beyonce or like what Rihanna. And so the answer to the first question was like umbrella. And the answer to the second question was like diamond or something like that. So you had to like combine all the answers to figure out that it's Rihanna songs. That sounds fun. I haven't heard of that one. So it's, it seems like a fun game and I want to play. I just don't have friends. So (laughs) (laughs) we can play virtual board games. games. Okay, please. I love Jackbox. We can like go on FaceTime and then we can just have our own board and <laughs> pretend like we're playing with each other. Check me. <laughs> I have a question. Do you like Monopoly? I love Monopoly okay. like way too much. Everyone hates I it. I fucking love Monopoly. But I love Russell it so much. Will not play with me. <laughs> because they we always- played one time together and I kept landing on free parking and <laughs> that just set him over the edge. He has not played with me since. But I love Monopoly. I love Monopoly. Everyone hates playing because it's like Why? such a long game. I don't care. But it's like, I love it so much. We have to play Monopoly. Okay. Literally, next yeah. time you come, we're playing Monopoly. Okay. Yeah, good. Because I, I I love it. I have my strat. I'm like pretty oh. good. I feel like I'm pretty okay. good. Okay. I feel like, are you, do you like Yahtzee and stuff? That's a very like classic. I don't play Yahtzee a lot. I'm really, for some reason, I'm very good at Yahtzee. I always win. Like for some reason and like knock on wood. But like I'm, I'm like the best at, like I always get the Yahtzee, so not to champion. gloat or anything like that. But like, I'm kind of like the best. You should join a world tournament for Yahtzee. <laughs> Have you been seeing those like cheating scandals with like the chess and like with poker and stuff? No. There's been like crazy cheating scandals going on where like evidently like the master chess player, um, like lost against like some kind of like newbie, and um, he was like. He was like, oh, he was cheating. And there's like a, no one knows if he was actually cheating or not. But it is interesting. That's but crazy. that's me. I'm the cheater. cheater. There's a theory that he had a butt plug where it would vibrate Stop. and it would, and it would, it would no. tell him like the no. answers, like the, what move to make. Yeah. You're kidding. <laughs> so You're me. fucking kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's like no, no. Multi-purpose. It feels I, I good. And it's also helping you win the game. <laughs> <laughs> but literally so honestly me when we play monopoly <laughs> i like how we started talking about board games and now we're talking about butt plug <laughs> the the train of thought is like but they are still kind of in the same realm yeah honestly it's a new type of board game yeah but yeah <laughs> i love that but i'm happy that you <laughs> were able to have a, a fun fun nice game night but like that alcohol has to go like it's it's killing you it's crazy because I don't even really like – I don't like alcohol. I really don't. Like, I never drink unless it's in a social setting. So You might be allergic to people. Like, if you're, like, in a large crowd of people, you might have, like, the dander of people might, like, really mess you up. Oh. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's a thing, but it's, like, whenever I go out for a night and the next day I feel like, like my I'm all congested and I feel like ass. And I think it's just, like – the smoke, the the air is like filled with like people, so I, it might be that. Well, I'm <laughs> the not world will stop never doing know. That. Yeah, so <laughs> so what's gonna happen is nothing's gonna it. change. You'll just deal with it. No, I think this is gonna be my last episode talking about my supposed alcohol intolerance, <laughs> and um, you know, I'm just gonna get over it, and we're gonna keep moving along because I'm not dead. Cut to next I'm week. I'm still alive. Dead from <laughs> knock on wood. Period. I love that though, but I'm happy that you're having a 
a good time regardless, even with it. We also like another reason we canceled because you were sick and my face was getting like super. So I've been like stressed. I've been like really going through it. Um, I really I had school or I have school that's like really kicking my ass. A part of me wants to like drop out and it's been like a whole thing where um, I'm putting so much of my energy into grad school and I'm getting back feedback from my professor and it's like I'm getting like a 95 or a 90 instead of a hundred and I'm like losing my mind and I'm and like I take a personal offense to it because I'm like I put everything into this I thought I knew it like I'm working really hard and I can't quite get that hundred and like so it's been like really eating away at my mental state so there's like this imposter syndrome going on so I've been super stressed with that and I've been getting like canker sores in my mouth I don't know if anyone else deals with that when like you have really bad stress, like your mouth just kind of like, it just like develops these like sores and like, they just like really, they are not fun. And this was, this had to have been the worst like sore that I've ever gotten. And it's still there and it's been like two weeks and it still hasn't like shrunk. But like the other day, whenever I sent you a picture, my lips were like so swollen. I couldn't even talk. And like, it was just like really bad. I'll put the picture in. But like my lips were like, I woke up and I was like, oh my God, I couldn't even, I had work the next day and I had to leave my camera off because my face was just so bad. It was kind of giving Botox, but not in a bad way. Like (laughs) I could, looking at it, I was like, oh, that's probably painful. Mm -hmm. But in terms of your lips, they were plump. (laughs) They were. (laughs) They got a little juice. (laughs) it sucks because like when it's like in that area and like when you're talking it grinds against your teeth so it doesn't feel good and i have like surgery coming up too like i have mouth surgery coming up and like on on actual halloween i'm going to the dentist and they're gonna have to like drill into my mouth so i really need this to heal so my whole mouth isn't fucked up like afterwards but like i'm getting like a an implant implanted into my like tooth and they have to go into the bone and they have to like drill into it. And then I was like, does it hurt? And he was like, no, it doesn't hurt once you're numb. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he was like, do you want to be put under? Do you want to just be numbed? And I was like, <laughs> it doesn't hurt, but you're asking me if I want to be put under. I'm really confused right now. So I'm not looking it up at all. I'm not doing any research and I'm just going to get numbed and I'm going to stay awake, see what happens. I was going to ask, what are you going to do? Are you going to um, go to sleep or are you going to no, stay awake? No, absolutely so you're, not. You're gonna, you'd rather just stay awake and be numb. Yeah, because I, I, whenever they pulled my tooth out, because I had a, a tooth that was like super rotted and like they had to like, di- like they had to cut into my gums to yank the tooth out. And it was like a lot. And like I was awake the entire time. I felt like them yanking. I was like, the whole process was like mm-hmm. extremely like intense. But once your adrenaline kicks in, you're just like, you have a head high. You're really just like are in the like you can't even think about anything else. You're just like your head is just like you just you don't feel it. So hopefully it's like that again. Um, I'm worried about the recovery. She said it it'll only be like a few days where my mouth will be a little swollen. So we'll see. But once I do that, then it's out of my hands. But like dentists and shit cost like way too much money. It's like always for some reason, like to do this implant for one tooth is going to cost me fifteen hundred dollars. But if they find out they're in the middle of like the procedure and they're like, oh, you don't have enough bone to drill into, then they're going to charge me another $1,000 on top of that to add fake bone into my tooth or into like my my like gums. 
And so it's like, I don't understand, but it's so crazy how much we have to pay to just be healthy, to just have like nice teeth that aren't decaying. You have to pay the, the big bucks. You can like die from like a really bad cavity. It can like get super rotted and like it can really like mess you up. And um, I don't know if anyone has ever had a really bad cavity, but like it is the worst pain I think I've ever gone through is just having to deal with that and not really being able to like think of anything. Like you can't get away from the pain of a cavity. So yeah, I hate dentists though. But you know what? I'm honestly excited for it. It'll be something fun. I'll be like going into surgery today at 10 a.m. on Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) What? Not you being excited for your dental surgery. Right. You know me. (laughs) Things are a little slow, but that's what you're looking forward to. (laughs) Period. period, It's like the big event on your calendar. Literally. Two days until dental surgery. Oh, my God. It's been so stressful. I've been, like, having to deal with, like, so I work full-time, you work full-time. You know how much, like, doing anything else besides work is, like, so annoying. It's, like, it adds to the your things that you have to do, and, like, you just get so overwhelmed by any little task. Um, You're so, so brave, I will say that, because I feel like I barely find enough time in the day to do anything, and you're in school. I don't know how you're doing that. I truly don't. Don't do it. Don't go to grad school. I'm not. School, don't do I'm it. definitely not. <laughs> don't um, do never crossed my mind. This is so. my first class. And like, this is like a intro, like this class is called like fu- fundamentals of educational technology or something. This is like a beginner class of the degree. And like already, like I, I cannot, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like really bad ADHD or something. I need some like Xanax. I need some Adderall. I need whatever to help me just focus. But like after this, I have to record another podcast just of me talking for like ten minutes about like <laughs> about accessibility and diversity within the educational design of instructional technology, and like it's like super. I had to write the whole thing yesterday. It's been super overwhelming, and like, don't do it. Don't 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 go to school. At least you'll be warmed up, <laughs> right. and you're a podcast expert, so it should Period. be so easy for you. Just pretend like we're talking. He recommended like ways to upload the podcast and Anchor was one of them. You're like, I know. I was like, I, I know how to do a podcast. But given how we speak, it'll, it'll probably be 37 minutes over the actual <laughs> <required> time. <laughs> I know. I wrote the script and I was reading it to Emily and I, she was like, yeah, she was like, just read slower. You can get definitely, you'll definitely be at like five minutes. And I was like, oh, I'm not even halfway through. <laughs> She's like, oh. So, yeah. So um, I finished the script last night, and I'll be recording that today. But, yeah, school is, like, not fun. I don't recommend it. Um, it's been a lot. I was also really stressed because how do you – when if you and Russell ever have to, like, go on a trip, like, without one another, is it, like, sad for you? Do you get, like, really sad? How is that? I feel like I get sad when I go to bed. Like yeah. sleeping alone is like, oh, that's kind of sad. But I, you and Emily have like some special bond, truly, <laughs> because I feel like when you guys are separated, it's just a different level. Like obviously we do get sad and we miss each other, but you guys are just like so connected to each other. So, I mean, in my, <laughs> so I, yeah, we are, we are a unit. Like we work and we function together. We, I don't know, the way that we like, 
go about the world is definitely like with each other in mind. It's very like, um, and we're just really like, I don't know, we work well together. And also we live in a place now where we don't have like a support system. We're away from family. We're away from everyone. So we are very much relying on one another to be that social interaction. So she had a work event last or two weeks ago. And that was why we didn't film like two weeks ago was because she, she went to a work event. And as soon as I dropped her off in the airport, I was fine. She was only gone for four days and I was fine. But as soon as I got home, I just started crying. And like, I was like hyperventilating. I was like, I felt so lonely and sad. And I was like, oh damn, like this sucks. And then so I was like, I can't, she, she was like at a whole like res, like retreat for her work. So it was like, she was in like Napa Valley, like drinking it up, like having a good time. And meanwhile, I'm at home just like alone. And I'm like, oh fuck, like I can't do this. So that was like intense for me. And I just had like a really, I needed that cry though. After I let it all out, I was like, oh, I didn't know how much I was building up inside. I was just like super lonely. But yeah, it was intense for me. So much so that she has a trip to New York to, on Monday and um, for work. And I was like, nope, I'm going with you. <laughs> so I literally bought a ticket to go to New York. So I'm going to New York City and I'll be in the hotel working in the hotel. But I thought it'd be a fun trip and we're going to like hang out at night and stuff. But if there's anyone in New York City that wants to hang out with me, then let me know. DM me, please, because I'm going to be just sitting in the hotel. But yeah. I want to go to New York so bad. <laughs> Have I you been to the no. city? You've never been? Never. No. Never. Oh, my God. I feel like I you know. would love it. I do, too. It's kind of disgusting. And when you're there, you're kind of like overwhelmed because there's so much happening and there's so many people around. Um, but once like you leave, you're like, I was like, I felt like I missed it. I was like, wait, what the heck? I felt so drawn to it. I like the hustle and bustle. Like I know mm-hmm. big cities, they have this appearance. Living in LA, I know it's dirty. Like it, it's very dirty in certain parts. So that's something that I'm expecting. But just like being in that environment, I guess, just seems fun to me. And I want to see everything that's there, like all the tourist attractions and everything. Yeah. And uh, I want to... So I love watching plays and like doing like going to like off Broadway and stuff like that. And so we watched a play last time we were in New York City and it was like the highlight of my trip. I was like, it was so much fun. I love to watch like a good, a nice, good like play. Just it's, 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 there's something about it, but um, yeah, hopefully we can do that again this time. But um, I will say New York City, <laughs> there's, I mean, there's like a homelessness problem in LA for sure. And it's super bad. But I was like in Times Square, there was around everyone and just like walking past homeless people, literally needles in their hand, injecting themselves. Like you saw it and a cop is just like a foot away, just like, and like, they just let it happen because like, obviously you can't do anything about it. And I'd rather them just do it on the street than being arrested and just like, um, be put into whatever system. Like, I don't know, but it was just like kind of crazy to see that like, there's literally like police right there and like these people aren't like i don't know they're going through this and they're going obviously facing like really bad addiction and i just like was like what this is crazy so yeah that's kind of what the city is like maybe they were vaccinating themselves (laughs) period (laughs) (laughs) just protecting themselves and their environment so yeah why would the police arrest them you know (laughs) right 
So yeah, New York is, is going to be fun. I'm excited, but I will be free a few days. So if anyone, I'm serious. If anyone's in New York and wants to hang out, let me know. But, I want to go. Yeah. I just got a ticket now. I know, right? <laughs> I'll be there Monday through Thursday or something like that. That's so fun. I'm excited for you. Yeah. That'd be a good time. You're not going to get a tattoo? <laughs> or is that I, still undetermined? I have been Because it seems like anytime you get on a plane, I've been messaging so many artists, right? So I need to get this one touched up, but the artist isn't going to be available any of the days. He's going to be available Thursday morning, but I'm leaving Thursday morning. So I can't get it touched up. So I've been emailing a ton of other artists <laughs> being like, I know this is last minute, but do you have any availables next week? Um, so I've been trying because I want to give myself something to do. And I kind of want to explore New York. I want to be, I want to go on a train and I want to like oh. do that by myself. And yeah. like, I have a friend in uh, New Jersey. That's like a 45 minute train ride. So I want to go visit them, um, but I don't know if, like, I don't, I'm scared about going by myself. So we'll see. I want to go on the subway. <laughs> I know it's like probably not a very glamorous whatsoever, but just being on it, I want to experience what that feels like. Because I, I've never really got on public transportation before. Have you been I've never been on a public bus. Have you been on the light rail in Seattle? I, I have been on the light rail. So it's like that, just crusty, and it shakes. Okay. Oh, I love roller coasters. <laughs> right. So <laughs> honestly, though, if people can talk shit about the New York City public transit, but like it is incredible. The yeah. fact that you can just like get on something and in like five, ten minutes, you're just like where you need to be. It like it makes me so happy that the city promotes walking. It promotes its people over like over cars like i feel like that's the way cities need to be built i agree is like yeah that people have access to public transportation and affordable public transportation if not free public transportation but yeah i fucking love I, walking it's uh it's so great me too <laughs> us, <laughs> us walking we, 17 uh, miles every time we see each other right. it's just nice yeah just getting some fresh air but yeah i i do love it it's a little stinky but I'd rather I'd rather walk and like be able to travel and not have to drive than deal with some stink or yeah yeah you know what I mean and I feel like it's just fun to walk you get to see things you get to interact with people instead of I mean you don't have the risk of being in a car accident or like dealing with traffic so walking is so fun right. if you live in a city that actually has means to get around by walking yeah so it's fun but I'm, I'm looking at the dock right now and I want to know about your hair. I was going to say, I feel like now. my hair just really ties into the main topic of this week as well. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. So basically I, I've been going back and forth on like how I style my hair. Sometimes I don't do anything to it. And sometimes I give myself like a blowout or I straighten it, but I've made a pact with myself that I am going to learn how my hair reacts to certain products and actually try and embrace my natural hair texture because I have like, I would say more so wavy, slightly curly hair, but it's always super frizzy. And I just, 
give up all the time. I'm like, oh, it's just frizzy. Like, that's just how my hair is. I got to straighten it. But I've been following so many people on TikTok that have been just giving tips on how to actually manage wavy, frizzy, curly hair. So I want to actually learn how my hair works. So I starting this week, I'm not using any heat on my hair for like the rest of the year. That's my goal. I want to actually learn how it works. I want to learn how to style it. Like I want to learn what my curl pattern is and what products work with it. So that's the current journey I'm on. Plus like using heat every week is super damaging anyway. And my hair is like my pride and joy. So anything I can do to preserve it and make it more healthy is also beneficial to me. Yeah. And I love like, I don't know. I love, I love hair is so fun to me and I, I always enjoy, um, I always enjoy playing around with it, but sorry, Emily's giving me my pills right now. Thank you. <laughs> I have water right here. I love yeah, that. Thank you. All right. But um, yeah, so I, I always find it really hard to figure out stuff with my hair. Like I always have been like, I've been trying to like, I don't know what my hair texture is. And that's like something so frustrating. I've been to like a curly hair specialist to help me like figure out like how my hair really works, like what's the best products for it. And the only thing that I really use on my hair is I use the Hair Story Shampoo. And um, I know everyone recommends it. Uh, It's like, it's pretty expensive. I I would say like for like a, I mean, it lasts you a long time because I wash my hair once a week. So like a bottle of it, it's like pretty big. It's like 40 bucks. So pretty expensive, but um, I do, I think I want to invest in like nice hair care. I know you were saying that like you were like the other day, you're like, I did not spend like 50 bucks on, what'd you say? I forget. Mm, It was like four (laughs) or so, like $80 Mm. on shampoo and conditioner. And then I bought leave-in conditioner from the same brand because I've been using this shampoo for a while. It smells so fucking good. And my hair is so soft every time. I use it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy the leave-in conditioner. So I bought that. It was like 30-ish dollars. And then I also bought like hair oil and like a spray bottle because I guess like water, I used to think water was like my mortal enemy, but for my hair texture, water is actually what brings my hair back to life if it's frizzy or if it needs a little help. So I've been like spraying my hair with water when it looks a little frizzy or crunchy and just like trying to revive it because I also only wash my hair once a week. So have to make it last. It's always, it's hard. Like you have so much hair. Your hair is very. I also have very thick hair. Yeah. You have very thick hair. So every time I see how long it is, I'm like, wow. Like every time I see you in person, I'm like, you have, you're all hair. Which, but it looks good like whenever you, like whenever, yeah, it just, it looks good. But I know that it's like really hard to manage. I remember when my hair was like, I look at old pictures and my hair was like super long at a certain point. And like once it gets to like a certain length, it's just so hard to deal with. So I can't imagine like how my hair is down here and it's already a lot. So I, I can't imagine how like hard it is to just like really try and figure that out. Because I've kind of got my routine is like really a few steps and I don't really do much other than that, but I should, I want to get, uh, you're talking about like removing like um, heat, but I really want a Dyson blow dryer. Like I do too. Extreme. So <laughs> I feel like that's my number one 
Christmas present. If anyone wants to splurge on me, if you want to get me an air wrap, great. I'm going to drop not, our Venmos down in the description. There's, but I feel like there's a lot of other brands that are coming out with similar products that work well too. So, mm-hmm. but I still, I just want it because it's like the holy grail of hair products. Right. And the Dyson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you the kind of person that like buys things just because it has the name brand on it? Yeah. Same. Unfortunately. I, I, I wish I wasn't, but so I don't have any money. Like I'm poor. Oh, like, genuinely, I I live here and I pay a thousand dollars a month for rent. Just that's my half. So like I'm, it's it's too much. It's too much. I have a card payment too. I hate it. I don't like it. But am I going to go to Aloe and spend seventy dollars on a tank top? Of course, of course. And for me, it's just like household things too. Like, oh, toothpaste. I want the Supreme Deluxe pressed whitening 3D charcoal. Period. I'm not going to get the little cheap $1 tube of toothpaste. I'm going to get the $7 one, even though they probably work exactly the same. But I don't like, I don't like, I don't, the idea of not spending your money when you make it upsets me. Like because what is it going to do? Right. It just, it, like, it upsets me. It's like, I'm not going to hoard my money. Like, I'm you can die at any moment. Period. And if you die with $700,000 in your bank account, that's sad. And the extra like $2 you spend on toothpaste isn't going to like determine whether you can afford a house or not. Like, But that's night. a slippery slope. Because <laughs> if you, you think, think about so? that with every <laughs> single thing that you purchase, it because that's my mindset. I'm like, oh, it's only $12 more. That's what, what am I going to do with $12? Not much. Right. And then every single thing that I say that to, it starts to add up. So guess I do have a flaw in my thinking regarding spending my money, but that's okay because no, I'm happy. I, I spend my money really well and I don't buy anything like anything that's that's worth more than it For needs sure. to be. Yeah, and I'm not- what I really like about you is that you, you don't really invest in like technology. Like you're okay I- with having an old <laughs> iPhone and just like regular earphones like i'm like really humble you know yeah like, I don't, like you I don't, don't need all the high-tech stuff so it's so really funny because cool. i recently bought the these the headphones that the apple headphones and like um the reason that i bought it was because i sold my ipad because i had an ipad that i never used and then i also sold my apple watch and i like returned it all and then i was able to afford the headphones but i i have them and i'm like so excited for it. I was super excited. And now that I have it, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're just headphones. So like, they're not anything special. <laughs> they're The way they look, I really like the way they they're look. They're so cute. Um, and I think that's kind of worth it. Because it kind like of adds to the – Yeah, right? It adds to it. So that's what I – like me walking in New York City with my Apple headphones Oh, you will be the it girl. Right. With my like Doc Martens and like maybe oh. like my, my black puffer sweater or whatever. Like just like yeah. the whole vibe. Need it. It's so. iconic. So yeah, that's, I'm super super excited about that. But yeah, like I, I like to spend money on good quality things, and the name brand is just nice. Mm-hmm. But, I agree. Yeah. It's cool that like you've been focusing on your hair. If you find any tips, let me know. Because sometimes I, I just I like I ignore my hair and like I don't know. It's pretty much up all day because I work from home, so I, my hair is always up. But um. Like, I don't, are you the same when you're at home? Does your hair just go up? Yeah. 
or I put a clip in it. So I, for some reason, I feel like I look better when my hair is partially or fully up. Like when it's completely down, I feel like I'm like, oh, I'm whatever. But when I put my hair up, I'm a different bitch. (laughs) Yeah, I feel powerful. I feel very powerful. Yeah, like I have places to be. My hair because I'm not hiding behind my hair. You could see my whole face. You know I have Mm -hmm. hair, but I'm just choosing not to show you how long it actually is, and that makes me very mysterious. And when you have like little layers in the front or bangs, like and like you just your hair up with your layers, it just like you look put together, and like it's nice, you know. Yeah, it's nice. I feel that. Yeah, but the reason why I wanted to talk about my hair is because we are going to be talking about somebody that doesn't really have any. And (laughs) I love the segue. (laughs) I guess the topic for today. So we're going to be talking about somebody that has detransitioned. So I guess what we would like to talk about is expectations around transitioning because this particular person is trying to blame what happened to them on their transition and on the hormones that they took. And I feel like most of us have, or all of us have a general idea as to what could potentially happen when we take hormones. I feel like it is a little glamorized. People assume as soon as you get prescribed hormones and the second you pop that first pill, you're going to turn into a Victoria's Secret model or you're going to turn into the most gorgeous chiseled man that's ever walked the earth. And that's not the case. There's a lot that goes into what somebody can get out of hormone replacement therapy. A lot of it has to do with genetics and just you as a person. So that's something that we wanted to talk about today because this particular person is not, it's putting a bad look on transitioning, which seems to be what a lot of people like to do nowadays is to talk about the negatives when it's not really even a negative for most of us. Like we, we fully knew this going into it. Yeah. It's, it's super frustrating. You guys might've seen the video, might've seen it circulating through like trans TikTok or even conservative people have been kind of using it in their circle. But this person, uh, Casey Miller um, I don't know their pronouns. I don't know how they self-identify with themselves. But um, yeah, they posted a video that went viral call, and the caption of it was, um, just for some perspective, this is what almost five years of hormones does to a teenage girl. And the bitch is bald. <laughs> like, the bitch is balding. Like, she is, uh, yeah, she looks like a man that, a white man that, is in the middle of hair loss as what happens to a lot of men who have genes that make them lose hair. So this was like, this was something that kind of came up and it is interesting because the way that she's framing her hair loss, her being, or him, I don't know, them, them, but like, the way that case <laughs> is just like not put together. Like, okay, okay, let me be a little problematic because this person's a fucking piece of shit. Okay. I can I can say what I want. Let me be, I can be a little I love this. I is it even transphobic? It. I don't know. I'm gonna make a joke saying it, but I can't do that. <laughs> okay, that's too far. But okay, 
if you're gonna come after the community because you're ugly i'm sorry i'm sorry because i'm sorry that you don't look the way that you thought you were gonna look i'm sorry that you weren't this handsome trans man that that you thought taking hormones was gonna be and i think taking testosterone at 16 is really young i agree with that like um i'm typically when you go through hormone replacement therapy you don't really start those like estrogen or testosterone until you're an adult. But it seems like her situation was very specific. And I don't know, I kind of hate when this person doesn't look the way that they want to look. They're not affirmed in the way they want to be affirmed. And instead of being understanding like this is how your body is, or this is how you look, this is your genetics, they're going and attacking trans people and thinking that they shouldn't exist because you had a bad experience. And it like really is frustrating this idea that detransitioners have where it's like, I felt pressured into this, but, um, but so that means all trans people are pressured into this when it's like statistically, like that's not the case. We've brought it up before. We're like the statistics of detransitioners, the majority of detransitioners detransition because they don't have any familial support. And they ended, they end up transitioning later on in life when there is more of a support system. So like that is the reason why the majority of people detransition. It's like such a small fraction of an entire population of people that actually end up regretting their transition. So this person kind of using this, using their their looks, the way they look, the way that they feel as a reason to bring other trans people down is like really nasty. Because obviously your video is going to go into these conservative like pits where they're going to just throw it around and use it to attack other trans people and say that, you know, they're medicating our kids and all this stuff. And um, I don't know, I find it really frustrating because we all know how how it really works, how getting hormones works, how we're informed of the consequences when we start at. Um, and I, I don't know, I kind of feel like this person is just kind of being a piece of shit. And I don't know, how do you feel? The, yeah, the thing that pisses me off is that it's strictly just based on their appearance. Like, you identify as a man, you want to transition and look like, you know, how you want to present yourself. And you're upset because you end up getting male pattern baldness. That's really nobody's fault. That's like, take a look at your family. Do other men in your family have male pattern baldness? Maybe that's why. I know a lot of men that end up balding in their early 20s. It's not really due to anything other than genetics. So to say that taking hormones ruined your life because you lost your hair, I'm, I'm sorry that baldness runs in your family, but that's not the hormones fault. Like you fully knew that. I fully know that I couldn't have children when I started hormones. I feel like that's a little bit more substantial than going bald. I was fully aware that I could get blood clots. I feel like that is also a little bit more severe than just going bald. So there are like serious things that could happen when you're transitioning. And to boil it all down to just the fact that you are not pleased with the way that you look because you lost your hair, I think that's stupid. Because like you said, everybody has expectations going into it. You have to recognize that everybody reacts to hormones differently my best friend, Alice, she's been on hormones a fraction of the time that I have. She has an hourglass body. Her boobs are like 18 times bigger than mine. 
Is it the hormones fault? Not really. She has genetics that have allowed her body to develop in different ways than mine. And that's not her fault. It's not my fault. It's not the hormones fault. We're literally taking the same thing. Our bodies are just reacting differently to the hormones. And I feel like every trans person that starts their transition is aware of that. So you can't get mad of it. You can't try and point all of the blame to transitioning and saying that it has all these negative side effects just because you don't look the way that you want to look because it makes it harder for everybody else. And it does get into the wrong hands. People on the opposite side start to think, oh, well, they're starting people on hormones this young and they're already going bald. Like, obviously that's not normal. Like you guys are like ruining your bodies. You're making yourself look a lot older than you are actually supposed to be. And this is just like a, a one case instance where this particular person looks 50. And <laughs> I'm sorry that you aren't happy with how you look, but it's not because of transitioning. I mean, it is, but nobody forced you. Nobody stuck a needle into your arm and said, take this. Yeah. Time to lose your hair. <clears throat> and you like the, the way that like they're presenting it is like really frustrating because they're saying like, like the way that the video initially is, is like, look at me, I'm I'm ugly, I'm bald, and that's because they gave hormones to me. But like they've also tweeted, um, they said that um here, I want to read this tweet. Uh, my ovaries didn't work well at all before testosterone, virtually no estrogen, adult male levels. So I suppose to just stop hormones cold turkey and expect those already dysfunctional organs that have been chemically suppressed for years to work normally. I don't know. So they're like affirming that this that their hormone levels were already kind of like wonky before they started um, medically transitioning. And I guess in another tweet, they said that um, before they started transitioning, they were already losing hair because they have a PCOS. So this whole phenomenon that's happening was already going to happen because they're genetically, there are things wrong with them. But to point it out as like a trans issue is like really disturbing. Um, Yeah. Before I transitioned, I had to see so many doctors, the amount of people that I called that didn't support or take or give trans people any medications. Like I really had to do a lot of research, a lot of digging. And I even moved, I moved like four hours north to go to like a progressive area that I knew that I would have more resources at. Like I really spent a lot of time like considering my transition, thinking about all these things. Before I started hormones, my doctor was like, I can start them, I can start you on them today, but I'm not going to because you told me that you possibly want to be a mother one day. So figure that out before you get hormones because you're going to be infertile once you get on these for a while. So I had to go and I stored my sperm and I did the whole process because I understood the consequences. I was taught them. I did a lot of research. I, from the moment that I started transitioning, I've known what it takes to do like getting bottom surgery, the amount of work that has to go into it, the amount of money that has to go into it, all these little things. Genetically, my family gains weight super easily. The majority of my family is overweight. And I knew going into this, starting hormones, it was going to slow down my metabolism. I knew that there was a possibility of me gaining more weight. And it's been a hell of a hard time trying to make sure that I keep all the weight off. And it's been like eating away at me specifically because I know I'm so sensitive 
about regarding weight. I have such a very toxic relationship with my body. But is it because I'm trans? Is that the reason? Is that the fault of me being trans? Or is it just another like insecurity that I have that has stemmed before that? Like I don't correlate these negative things that are happening to me with being trans because I know regardless, I was going to be this way. Regardless, I'm always trans. Regardless of whatever is happening to me, even if I'm the fucking ugliest person in the world, I'd rather be disgustingly ugly as a woman than being miserable as a man. And so I'm sorry that you found out you weren't trans later in life, but that is not any other trans person's fault. You can't speak on this universal experience like it is the correct experience. Like you are just plain out wrong. You're ugly and you're wrong. And I'm sorry. There's another tweet that they made that I want to talk about because it kind of infers that they weren't aware of the side effects of transitioning or that they were kind of forced into doing it. They basically said, friendly reminder that you can't just try to testosterone out. You have no idea how you will react to it. My first shot was 50 milligrams, a low dose, and my voice dropped audibly in two days. I went from an alto to a base in a year. This isn't trendy. This is a reality. Wake up. I'm not a trans man. I fully know that when you take testosterone, your voice changes. That is a very well-known thing in the trans community. Everybody knows that for trans men, their voices change. Trans women, not so much. Like that That's not a secret. So the fact that they're saying, oh, I, I took my first shot and my, I already noticed my voice was getting deeper. Duh. Are you stupid? Like that's what testosterone does. It Literally. lowers your voice. And like we have been explaining, if this transitioning is something that's so pivotal to most of us that we do extensive research prior to even going to see the doctor to get our prescription, you're telling me that in all of the research or in any of your journey and finding out what your gender identity is that you didn't discover that taking testosterone would deepen your voice as a trans man. Like that's just something that you skipped over and your doctor, I'm sure your doctor told you also the side effects of that. So it's like the way that they tweeted this is framing that they were unaware they were prescribed testosterone, but were unaware of what could potentially happen if they took it and what would happen to their voice or what would happen to their hair. And I, I just don't believe that. I really don't. And like I said, I, I am empathetic for people that ultimately come to the realization that this is not actually who they are, but you cannot blame hormones and themselves for doing this to you. Because when you started hormones that, that at that point in life, you thought that this was the right decision and you consciously chose to do it. And I'm sorry it didn't turn out, but that's just life. Sometimes you make the wrong decision. Sometimes you learn that you're not actually the person that you thought you were, and you have to move on. You can't pinpoint or put the blame on transitioning because it it's not like that for all of us. Actually, for the majority of us, it's the complete opposite. It changes our lives in astronomical ways that make us feel way better about themselves. So it's just frustrating to see that people are blaming transitioning and the side effects of transitioning, fully knowing what they were getting into beforehand. And it's making it harder for us to like 
justify that this is a positive thing and not a negative thing that's making us bald and deforming our voices. I feel like there there's always this notion, they always like put this like idea out there that there's like this this like undercover society that's forcing kids to be trans or like there's this like I don't know, there's like society is forcing kids to be trans. Like there's like this just like hidden like person injecting kids with needles and shit like that. Like or I don't know, it just makes me mad where the normalization of trans people is being equated as being like forcing kids to transition when it's like no one wants to transition. Like trans people are being killed. I'm like what? Like why is that going to be promoted to children? And in what world? I've never ever 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 like been out and have like with all the doctors I've seen, I've never like have seen a doctor or another person ever even online saying you should be trans. You need to be trans. I've never seen that in my entire life. And I guarantee you haven't seen that. I guarantee the majority of people haven't seen that because that doesn't happen. People are being forced to be trans. And it just makes me mad that people are conflating this idea that like normalizing trans existence, trying to get more resources for those people who are trans is being like confused with, with or like being, I don't know, it just makes me mad because this is a positive thing, having more representation, having more resources. And now it's like being used to take our rights away. And it's super scary because you're starting to see the rights of trans people being taken away. Parents going to prison because they're supporting their trans kid. Like this is like insane. We're like living in like end times. And so I I just find it, I find it frustrating that like people like this, you're going to use your bad experience to bring and kill possibly like people's lives by just you know, pushing this notion that trans people are a pathology. Like this is like this whole like mindset. What is the end game for making other people trans? Like what purpose would that do? How would that like overall affect society? Like why are people, why would people want to do that? I just want to know, like, what is the purpose of making another person trans? Like it doesn't make sense. No, they fully think like you go to the doctor with a cold and the doctor's like, um, I think actually you might be trans. Do you want like some hormones for that? Do you? It might make you a little bit better. Like that's not what happens. I guarantee you probably, honestly, I'm going to say 100% of the people that transition specifically seek their doctor out because this is something that they've thought about beforehand. I mean, I'm, I don't know. I've think it is fucked up if there is any instance where somebody isn't trans and their parents have forced that upon them. I'm not saying that's never happened before, but you can't take the 0.1% and act like that's how it is for the rest of the community. Because I guarantee you that nobody is going out there and being forced to be trans or being forced to take testosterone. Like this person was not forced to do anything. That's what they chose to do at that time. And that's the problem. They, the, the hardships of getting on hormones is insane. Not only is it costly, not only is it hard to find a doctor, but it's a long process. You have to be seen by therapists, endocrinologists, and really have to be diagnosed before you are put on any hormone replacement therapy. Um, I went to I went and I saw any psychiatrist that that was in my location and I maybe went to like 3 and I was like, "Hey, I'm trans. 
can you give me hormones? And they're like, no, I can't. And then I went to the next one. I was like, hey, I'm trans. Can you give me on can you get me on hormones? And they're like, no, I don't treat trans people. And I went to the next one and the same thing. And I called and I called and I called until I finally found a place that was connected with an endocrinology office that was able to treat trans patients. And I went through extensive like studies and um, just them really trying to make sure that I was actually trans and that they were going to treat me. So I don't like this idea that they're just giving kids random needles and just shooting them up and saying, you're a man now or you're a woman now. Because obviously that's just like a really awful way to just promote this. I just like these conspiracy theories, it's just super frustrating because it hits a dead end when you really ask the question, why? Why? So like they're making everyone trans. Why? There's no answer. It's like, I, I don't, they're trying to like, what? They're they're trying to make our girls men. Why? They're trying to make our women men. Why? Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And like that, the theory that falls flat on its face when you just truly ask why. And so I, I hate it. And this detransitioner that is upset because he's bald. It just, I'm sorry, but like you can, you can be mad at how you look all day, but that is not my fault. And that is no one else's trans, no other trans person's fault. So sorry, sweaty. <laughs> it's depressing that like, if you really think about the core of transitioning for the majority of us, the only thing that transitioning does is make that person happier. Mm-hmm. That's all it does. So when you think about like, why, what's the purpose of being trans? Like obviously to try and be happier. That's literally the only reason. There's no ulterior motive. There is really no other reason why people would want to transition or move forward on that path other than to try and be a little bit happier in their body. And apparently that's the problem. Did you see that John Stewart interview with that that um I think he interviewed someone from Arkansas? Like a a, a congresswoman or something from Arkansas. Anyway, she passed a bill essentially making it like illegal for kids to be put on hormone replacement therapy or beginning the process of getting treatments for their gender identity. And um, he just asked her, he was like, like, who are these doctors that tell you? And she was like, all the doctors that say that there's proof that, you know, trans people exist and they need to be treated. There are just as many doctors disagreeing with that. And he's like, okay, like, you know, you're lying, like name the doctors and like the doctors that she had like listed as like in her bill that she passed or whatever was like a fucking plastic surgeon in a mini mall next to a pizza hut that's never, whose license expired that has never had a trans patient. And he was a doctor cited in this bill for why trans people shouldn't get hormone replacement therapy and so it just makes me super frustrated that there's like this notion that like that at the end of the day trans people want to be happy like you said and it just frustrates me that this kid or this man this bald man is going to prevent people from or wants to prevent people from being (laughs) happy so not our mortal enemy (laughs) oh my god wait is he are they like the personification of Voldemort? 
Honestly, like I think that I, I bet if I were to like look at their followers, they're following like, J.K. Rowling. They have to be following, and I'm JK sure Rowling. that bitch is following them. Let me see. Like, oh, I have I to check now. They have to be following J.K. Rowling. It's gotta. It's gotta be. Yeah, but I mean, in the meantime, the science is on our side. It yeah. truly is. So it's just like this is something that makes people happier. The science supports what we are doing, but there's still an issue. And at the end of the day, it does ultimately boil down to just a difference in, or actually intolerance, just not being able to accept the lifestyles of other people and like minding your own business. Because I mean, if you ask anybody to try and cite actual medical sources that try and disprove anything about the benefits of transitioning, they can't really tell you. It'll just be, they'll probably bring up Casey Miller and say, well, I saw this trans person that started at 16 and they went bald. So it's bad. So fuck you, honestly, because now you are ammunition against the community in the arms of somebody that's very ignorant. So congratulations. I really want to see if they follow. I guess I could follow them. And then go to JK Rowling's and then see if there's like mutual followers. But they do follow people with the hashtag I stand with JK Rowling. I did see that. But it's hard to like look through because you can't search on Twitter. But crazy. Honestly, actually, I can probably check their Instagram real quick. <laughs> I just have to know. I need to know how connected you are into this mindset. I mean, even if they're not, it makes sense to me. Like, think about it. Yeah, Bald, exactly. White. <laughs> That's it. Angry. Evil. Here, I need to find Misguided. That's Voldemort. That's literally Voldemort. Right. And Blaming, we are the oh, my God. Trans people are Harry Potter. <laughs> we're, oh, we're Harry. Wait. Sauceron's just turning him more into Voldemort, if you think about it. I was oh like, I assume that nose is going to fall right off. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh I'm going to say, my nose fell off because I took testosterone. Period. Honestly, though, I love that JK's name comes up no matter what. I just thought it was She's an interesting parallel. It is. And I agree. <laughs> but I yeah. think that's all we really have to say about this. Um, I'm, I'm happy that we were able to record today and kind of dive into it. Because I've been seeing this video go around. Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot of, you know, trans people say the same thing as like, I'm sorry that like, that you were like, when you start hormones, you're fully aware. And I'm sorry that you're ugly. And <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't look like Liam Hemsworth, babe. I really yeah, am. Period. But that's not my problem. It really isn't. But yeah, thanks for making it harder for other trans people. Thanks for be- yeah. you know, being used as a weapon by conservatives. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that. Round of applause. Thanks. But yeah, thank you guys for listening today. Um, no, uh, am I the asshole today? Uh, I just wanted to catch up mainly. And yeah, there's no dramatic readings. But I thought just going over this would be fun enough. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yes. And we are sorry again for missing two weeks. But Nobody really cares at this point. Everybody knows that, you know, we're just big girls and sometimes life gets in the way. So that's fine. You know, we should just stop apologizing, actually. 
I want to say something, though, because we can miss as many weeks as we want. But if you were to go on your Spotify right now, you go to podcast, you scroll down to stories, and you can look at featured podcast, not us being a featured podcast on Spotify. Like we are like literally right under Emma Chamberlain. Like we are we featured are. with like We're the on the biggest same level podcast. Her. And I think we, we have more two views. Weeks, so. I think we have more views than her actually, if you think I about think it. I think that's kind of iconic. Yeah. So, so sorry, Say what you said, will. Miss Emma. <laughs> I should listen to her podcast. I go I to ramble, to- but after seeing her kitchen, I feel like she has some good things to say. Oh, that's funny that you said not to ramble because her like podcast hosting is ramble. Oh, yeah, ramble. That? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. But um, yeah. So I listened to it before bed. It's good. But um, yeah. With that being said, go and you know subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's been getting a lot of love, and yeah, thanks for all the support, and we appreciate it. Yes, we love all of you. Go watch a scary movie. If you don't like scary movies or spooky things, then go carve a pumpkin. They slash go watch Peacock. Halloween Town. Oh my god! <gasps> Stop. That's have you seen it yet? No, I haven't. Oh my god! You have to I'm watch it. Today. I think that I think you and Russell will enjoy it. It's like one of the scariest movies I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it tonight. Actually, okay. Bye. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks everyone for watching and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.